My name is Dr. Ravi Chandra. I'm a psychiatrist and writer here in San Francisco, and this is a project of the SF Love Dojo, which is my organization to teach compassion. Uh, one person asks, um, when caring for patients, I find that the fear and anxiety that patients experience is understandable, but also contagious. How do we deeply connect with the patient, but also not let those emotions affect us? Okay. Well, I think that's uh, you know that's uh, I think probably as a as a healthcare provider, you've probably had many incidents of this, and I'm sure you already have a lot of resilience and experience at uh, managing a distressed patient. So, so I think certainly the first step is to not forget that as human beings, we all, you know, probably have some uh, uh, capacity to, to deal with that. Um, but I think also generating that internal response of compassion. Um, and uh, I can uh, talk about that uh, briefly now. It's a, the, the process of compassion has um, uh, four components. First, to notice the suffering. Uh, second, to have an inner response about the suffering. Third, to develop the urge to help. And fourth, to, uh, to actually take an action to relieve the suffering. And so that's important to remember that these, you know, to, to, to go through that process, again, noticing suffering, having an emotional response, often uh, a uh, feeling of sadness or feeling of uh, tension or uh, a wish to, uh, to help, uh, then cultivating the uh, the wish to help on uh, of the the person in uh, who is suffering, and finally uh, to take an action to relieve suffering. And what I'll talk about in the next section is is uh, really cultivating uh, that inner uh, response. Uh, we can't we might not be able to solve the problem that a suffering patient or suffering friend has, and it's not you know sometimes that's that's way above our pay grade but to at least cultivate that internal response of uh, compassion and active compassion. And uh, I think that's, uh, that's uh, what'll, uh, what'll, what'll, what, what helps, uh, helps us. Um, okay, so um, if, uh, if uh, the person who asked that question, you can let me know uh, if that answered your question, and if not, just send me another message. Another person asks, um, please explain the difference between compassion and empathy. So empathy, uh, you know, I, I like to think of it as a, uh, a, a, a spectrum. Uh, there's pity, sympathy, empathy, and compassion is how I like to think of it. And pity is, you can all think about them as kind of distance from the person and uh, uh, the, who's experiencing suffering. Pity, you're looking down on them. Sympathy, you might be more on the same level, but you're just having this feeling. Uh, empathy, you're really resonating with their emotional experience. And compassion is that uh, sense that I want to help them, and I will take some action, at least internally, to be helping them. Um, and uh, so, so that's the difference between compassion and empathy. Actually, that active process of wanting to help, and that actually produces uh, uh, resilience, prevents burnout. Uh, again, and empathy tends to 
produce fatigue because you're a, you can become a sponge and just absorb uh, the uh, the difficulty and the stress and just resonate with excuse me with it. All right. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So maybe I can move on to the next uh, part of this, and please go ahead and uh, send me more questions if you'd like. Um, so we've talked about mindful self-compassion, and uh, a little bit the mindful self-compassion break, and um, and uh, the uh, uh, the being aware of one's needs, underlying needs, um, and I'll send some more resources your way. Uh, since I have your emails. Um, so compassion and self-compassion help us cope with difficulty. Um, and uh, uh, so as, the, as His Holiness the Dalai Lama said, if you want to be happy, practice compassion. If you want others to be happy, practice compassion. And I've uh, talked about the four stages of compassion. Noticing suffering, feeling one's emotional response, feeling the urge to help, and then gener and generating the desire to help, and finally taking an action to help. Now, compassion seems to have positive effects on the immune system as well. Various immune markers are boosted with compassion meditation. So it has a good effect on you to be compassionate physically. And we know, you know, that probably the reverse of compassion is having contempt for someone, and that has negative impacts on the immune system. Um, so, so compassion really is a virtuous cycle, and we're all engaged in an open limbic loop uh, that we absorb emotions from others, we absorb emotions from others, and we also uh, are, uh, 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 we can affect the emotions of others simply by presence. Uh, and uh, so, so working on our own inner responses to suffering can really have an effect on the people we're connected with. Um, and uh, again, the key is not getting stuck in empathy or simply feeling the suffering of others, but cultivating a compassionate response, especially internally. Uh, and when we cultivate our inner compassion, we're more likely to take compassionate actions when needed. Uh, I will go on to uh, our uh, uh, last practice, and we'll be able to finish up a little earlier than I had expected. Um, so uh, the active compassion practice, um, which is taught in a much more substantial way in the compassion cultivation training uh, course, the eight-week course, and I'll also send you a link to uh, a brief meditation by Pema Chodron, but in, in Tibetan it's called Tonglen, or uh, uh, giving and receiving. And so it basically involves first connecting to your own compassionate source, um, then visualizing yourself taking in suffering, usually something like breathing in a dark cloud. Um, then you visualize the suffering transformed when it meets the light of your heart. Now, if breathing in a dark cloud is unappealing, you could imagine people carrying burdens like bags or luggage, and then you take the bags yourself you load them onto a truck, etc. Um, so, so that could be your visualization of active compassion. Um, so, but most people find that breathing in uh, suffering and then transforming it is a really great visualization and, 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 and an empowering 
visualization. Um, as you then link something that you do all the time, your breath is your anchor all the time, with the process of transformation, much as we did in the opening meditation, uh, and much as you do all the time with uh, transforming the air that you breathe. So this is just on an, on an emotional or psychological level, transforming uh, uh, suffering uh, with the process of the breath. So, um, so you can choose you know, to alternate uh, that, uh, that uh, luggage metaphor if you want, if the breathing in uh, doesn't uh, work for you. But, uh, but we can start that now. And this will be uh, perhaps a shorter meditation, about uh, five minutes or so. Uh, um, okay, so again, so this, this, this will be the Tonglen meditation. And so again, uh, settle in and you can leave your eyes open or closed. And if they're open, just let your eyes settle on a place just a short distance in front of you. And take another few cleansing breaths. In through the nose and out through the mouth. And with your mind, I'd like you to visualize a compassionate or benevolent figure. Perhaps it's someone in your life who's very loving and warm and compassionate. And just visualize them. Could also be a spiritual teacher or religious figure. And just visualize them in your mind. And I just want you to visualize them wishing you happiness. May you be free from suffering. May you have freedom from fear, pain, and anxiety. May you have happiness. Just allow yourself to be filled with all those good wishes. I want you to expand your awareness to the beings in your community, in your city, your county, your country, your world and just expand your awareness to include them. And imagine their suffering as a dark cloud. It could be personal suffering. You could just imagine your own personal suffering as a dark cloud. Or the communal suffering, the suffering of this crisis, the suffering of all beings. I want you to just gently breathe in that dark cloud just a little bit. And imagine that when it enters you, it touches a light at your heart, and this transforms the cloud of suffering completely. 
and transforms it to light. And this light goes out and touches all beings and relieves their suffering. So again, you're breathing in a dark cloud. It transforms to light. and expands to take away the suffering completely. Breathing in suffering and breathing out light. And continue in this way for another minute or so. Breathing in suffering, breathing out light. And you can say to yourself, to all those beings, to yourself or to all the beings you held in your mind, may you be free from suffering. May you have freedom from fear, pain, and anxiety. May you have happiness. May you be free from suffering. May you have freedom from fear, pain, and anxiety. May you have happiness. Now just gently let that meditation and visualization go and return your awareness to just your breath. Breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in the cool air and breathing out warm air. So again, just returning your attention to your breath. And when you're ready, you can release the breathing meditation and return to the room. Okay. Well, thank you. I'm sorry there was a little bit of a technical bobble in the middle there. Um, I see there is a question. Uh, yes, uh, someone asked uh, uh, what... Uh, this meditation was called again Tonglen, T-O-N-G-L-E-N, Tonglen Meditation, Giving and Receiving. Um.